Welcome to this very special edition of the KAJ Masterclass, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts either through their industry insights and information or simply learning from them. And today we have Supreme Court Senior Advocate Vivek Sutsa, the man who coined the expression fundamental right to internet. And today we'll talk to him on the Uniform Civil Court and understand the legal angle from him. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's always wonderful to be here on this platform. Thank you, sir. So let me start by asking this one straight away itself, sir. What exactly is the meaning of Uniform Civil Code? UCC, what exactly is it? The Uniform Civil Code is a concept. It is an idea. And that idea is that secular and civil activities must be segregated from religion. You know, we, are, we live in a secular society. India is a secular nation. So, secularism is a part of the basic structure of the constitution of India. While we enjoy the right to freedom of religion under the constitution of India, as per the idea or the concept of uniform civil code, Secular activities and the civil activities should be segregated from religion. Now, I, I will give you an example right. to explain the meaning of the uniform, uniform civil code. The, let's take the laws of succession in India. You have the Mayuka school of thought. You have in some states like Bengal and Assam, you have the Dayabhaga school of thought. In the north, you have the Mitakshara school of thought. So the inheritance and succession with respect to property that comes from the ancestors, it is divided in accordance with these traditional schools of thoughts. So there are multiple schools of thoughts that exist in India. Now, as per the concept of uniform civil code, we should have one law of inheritance. Why should there be multiple complex religious laws of inheritance? Another example I can give you is Triple talaq in the Muslim religion. So why should divorce be governed by personal laws of different religions and communities? Article 44 of the Constitution of India says that the state shall endeavor to bring in a uniform civil code. So, secular activities like inheritance, matrimonial laws, education, why should religion enter these secular activities? So, therefore, 
the concept of uniform civil code is it it emanates from the constitution of india and broadly it is this classification between religious activities and the secular activities which should apply consistently to every citizen of india irrespective of the caste creed and religion that's how that is my understanding in most simple terms of the concept of the uniform civil code so so sir if article 44 of the constitution talks about the state to make endeavor in this direction then how has it got interpreted as as a something controversial sort of a or you know a touchy subject uh, and many people look at it friendly whenever there is a talk of this particular term comes in now again uh, some reference is being made on in political circles and well, in the media in the social media and i'm sure the whole reason for discussing this was to get a legal angle for the understanding of common people for for general people so that they are more aware about what exactly this term is and they can make their own informed understanding about all the debates and discussions that are taking place in different forums or that continue to take place on different forums even in rajya sabha this particular issue has uh, come up now so when i said that it, it got came a touchy subject so does actually the ucc or the uniform civil code infringe on the freedom of religion because that's that's the touchy part in it now that has been a long standing argument that the uniform civil code has the effect of interfering or in infringing the right to religion guaranteed as a fundamental right under article 25 of the constitution now in my view this argument is totally misconceived because if you read article 25 clause 2 it says that the state is empowered to regulate the economic social and secular activities associated with religious practices so article 25 guarantees the freedom of religion the right to religion but it segregates secular activities it gives the power to the state to regulate the secular secular activities from the religious practices so the concept of uniform civil code is part of article 25 it does not militate or it does not infringe the right to religion it only says let there be a line let there be a lakshman rekha Okay. between religion religious practices and civil society civil activities secular activities like matrimonial laws divorce education inheritance and succession why should religion interfere in these secular activities 
So in my view, you know, this has been a long-standing argument and the argument is totally misconceived that there is some kind of an interference in the right to religion by the Uniform Civil Code. How does this impression has come in that trade in some way on certain sections of the society and could be anti-minority? Is it, if you're looking at purely from a legal angle, sir, that is Uniform Civil Code anti-minorities in any manner as per your understanding? Let me answer this question differently. You know, I am, I recall having read the Constituent Assembly debates where, you know, Mr. K.M. Munshi, he spoke about the Uniform Civil Code, you know, when Article 44 was to be engrafted into the Constitution. There was a debate. And in that debate, he said that there is a perception that the Uniform Civil Code is anti-minorities. But then to allay that apprehension and to clear the air, he gave some examples. You know, he gave examples of advanced Muslim countries like Turkey and Egypt. Now, now we go back way back in 1948, 1949, when the constitution was being drafted. And he said, even in the advanced Muslim countries then, for example, Turkey and Egypt, there is a concept of a uniform civil code. Different minority groups cannot claim that their religious practices are so sacrosanct that they will enter civil life, the secular life, the day-to-day -day life. So now, now let, let, let me not talk only about, you know, the Muslim religion. Let me talk about the Hindu religion. Even in our Hindu religion, there are so many sects. There are so many smaller communities. There are so many schools of thoughts. I just gave you the example of Mayukha, Dayabhaga, Mitakshara schools of thoughts. Now, you know, why should there be so many personal laws? And these are all complex personal laws. They create more confusion than clarity. So let there be a uniform civil code governing these areas such as education, inheritance and succession matrimonial laws. Ajay, I must share this with you. You know, I, I went to the law school between 1989 and 1992. So I've been in the profession for three decades. Believe me, you know, the subject of inheritance and succession, that is family law, was the toughest subject we had, you know, in those times. Because to, to arrive at these shares under the Dayabhaga school of thought or the Vitakshara school of thought is a very, very complex exercise. Right. So, these, so why sh there should be a uniform civil code. Now, in my view, therefore, it is a misconceived argument that the uniform civil code, you know, it is anti-minorities. 
you know, in my view, it will impact every citizen, every community, every religion, be it Hindus, be it Muslims, be it Parsis, be it Christians. So it is not an anti-minority concept at all. Okay. Okay, sir. So, so this issue has been going on for quite some time. It has been part of the you know, political discussions also, social discourse. People keep on coming up with this, this particular term again and again, often. So, now again, it, has, it is in currency now. If at all things are moving forward or will move forward towards this direction, but from your understanding, sir, of the social situation at the moment, are the people of India ready for uniform civil code at the moment? In my view, the time has come to introduce the uniform civil code in India. We are a modern nation on the move. We are a developed India today. This is Prime Minister Narendra Modi's India. You know, Sapka Saar, Sapka Vikas India. So therefore, keeping in view that we are a modern country, we are a developed economy, and the citizens have matured over the last, over the last several years now. Therefore, the time for the Uniform Civil Code has definitely arrived in India. You know, we are, we are not the radical India or the or the excessively, you know, excessively obsessed India with religion. You know, our citizens are doing well. Let, let, let's see the unicorns, the startups. You know, we are, we are a growing industrial nation. We are likely to become a superpower. We are extremely democratic as a country, you know. We have constitutional fundamental rights. We have an independent judiciary. We have a vibrant press. We all enjoy the freedom of speech and expression to the maximum. So we are modern citizens. You know, today's, today's citizens in the villages are also aware of their rights. They're aware of what's happening. They want to be a part of the Indian economy. They want to have a good life. They all want to prosper. So since in view of this vibrant new India, in my view, the time for this idea has arrived. And the government should bring in the Uniform Civil Code in India. Do you see any challenges towards implementation of uh, Uniform Civil Code? Yes. I do see a lot of challenges in bringing the Uniform Civil Code to India. I think we need to spread the awareness about the benefits of the Uniform Civil Code. We need to clear the air, you know, surrounding the concept of Uniform Civil Code. In other words, you know, this this radical thought processes that crop up from time to time. It is anti-religion. It is anti-Muslims. 
it is anti minorities so with awareness and education the uniform civil code should be brought into play it should be promulgated so i definitely see challenges ahead but the challenges are not something which cannot be you know which cannot be resolved i think with the spread of awareness these challenges can be confronted and the uniform civil code can be brought into play now ajay i must give you two examples right triple talaq was declared unconstitutional by the supreme court a few years back now it has been accepted happily by the indian society by the civil society recently the karnataka high court has constitutionally upheld the ban of hijab in some of these pre university colleges now the decision is being debated and broadly it is being welcomed you know the other day ajay i was hearing an interview where mr arif mohammed khan you know one of the leading muslim leaders and now governor of kerala he openly spoke about the benefits of banning hijab and its positive impact on muslim girls you know so you know so therefore rejecting hijab and declaring triple talaq as unconstitutional these are steps towards the uniform civil code it's only that the judiciary has you know upheld it so these are so removal of hijab from education declaring triple talaq as unconstitutional these are two important facets of the uniform civil code which have already come into play in the indian society so how, how do you see it coming from a legal point of view how do you see the legal validity if at all it gets challenged uh, you know there are lots of ifs and buts if it gets passed or even an ordinance is possible it, it, is an ordinance possible in this case or if it becomes a law then can it be can it withstand uh, you know judicial scrutiny in my view such a law should not come in the form of an ordinance it should come through the parliament both the houses and there should be a debate before this law is promulgated now keeping in view you know the society keeping in view diversity keeping in view that we have lived with personal laws for centuries together for hundreds of years if not thousands of years one view that comes to my mind is that the government should bring in the uniform civil code in installments you know slowly and steadily in parts it should not come as a bombshell you know so that it is assimilated and welcomed by the indian society and to cite an example i would 
advise the policy makers, you know, rather than bringing in a uniform civil code affecting the minorities or other religions. Let's start with Hinduism. Let's start with the Hindu laws of succession. Yes, I think as a first step, you know, the reform and amendments should be brought into the Hindu laws of inheritance and succession. Make them consistent. Make them uniform. Please do away with the Dayabhaga, Mayukha and the Mitakshara schools of thoughts. So that even if there are any misconceptions amongst the minorities or the other religions that can be allayed, a message will go that the uniform civil code is for one and all. It does not, it is not discriminatory. It is not being targeted only towards minorities and other religions. So we start from reforming the Hindu laws of inheritance and succession to start with. So these are some of the ideas which, you know, which come to my mind rather than dropping a bomb and creating a huge controversy. They should be brought into play as a work in progress in a piecemeal manner. Now, Ajay, you asked me a very interesting question as to the constitutional challenges. Constitutional challenges will come. See, we are a democratic country. We have an independent judiciary. We have the power of judicial review, which itself is a fundamental right. Any citizen can file a writ directly to the Supreme Court, challenging any law. Challenges will happen. But the Uniform Civil Code emanates from the Constitution of India. It is embedded in Article 25, sub-clause 2, clause 2. It is stated clearly in Article 44. And Ajay, the Supreme Court has time and again, time and again said that the Uniform Civil Code should be contemplated by the Parliament and should be brought into existence in India. Challenges will always be there, you know, but, uh, but the Supreme Court, I'm sure, will welcome the implementation of the Uniform Civil Court. Right, sir. Right. Uh, it was wonderful talking and getting your perspective in on this, you know, you can say simple issue also and a vexed issue also, whatever way, it all depends on how one looks at it, but you have clarified and, you know, uh, cleared a lot of air uh, in, on, on several aspects of this particular issue. On this note, sir, it's a wrap on this edition of the KAJ Masterclass. Thank you, Ajay. And uh, the questions were very interesting. And therefore, you know, it was a very interesting chat as always on this platform. Thank you.